I'm back. Yeah, you are back. I got welcomed back. Welcome back. I'm like Cotter. Welcome back. Oh, wait, we're started. We are started. Hey, Matt, how are you doing? Pierre Goulet. Coming this Pierre week. Goulet, I said it first. <laughs> Pierre Goulet. Shot in a goal. For those who don't know who Pierre Goulet is, Podcast 43. 43. Yes. He used to race Remax Arco. and Lake Geneva. Yeah, he was from Marne, Michigan. Oh, so the Mars series. Kalamazoo area. Yeah. yeah. Kalamazoo area, so western Michigan, Marne, Michigan. Very nice. Yeah. Shot. No, what other 43s do we got? Matt Kostarek. Mm, the king. Richard Petty. Yeah. Yeah, that the guy. Actual, the actual Bobby king. Bobby Hamilton. King. Bobby oh, Hamilton hey, Jr. That's right. He did. John yeah. Andretti. Anybody who yeah, drove the 43. Bubba, pa- uh, Bubba Pollard. Bubba Wallace. Pardon me. Yep. Don't really keep up mine. on that stuff. Rich Eric Amarola. Yep. Hey, that's right. Eric did. What about local stuff, though? Yeah, that's more important. No, 43? Really, mm. I was trying to think about, like, recent memory, recent history stuff. John Jansen, who races at Beaver Dam. Hmm. Huh. I'm sure there's well, probably okay. a lot of Doesn't ra- He used to race at Beaver Dam. Race bit American at Lake Geneva for a little while. So there we go. Back when Lake Geneva had a racetrack ah, 10 years ago. You know, I live literally Ish. less than a mile away from where that racetrack used to be. There are still remnants of the drag strip, and you, I drive by them every day on the way to work, and I'm like, man, it would be what darn nice. What could have been? It would be darn nice if there was still a racetrack here. There'd be like four Tundra races there every year. I wonder what they'd so do for an walk. announcer. They had like six of them. <laughs> I, I, I would have been I would have been very far down the list, but I would have found something. <laughs> you would have figured there. it out. I would have found nice. something. To do. All right, Rubble over the Thunder podcast. Here, episode forty three. We're coming off of the second last week, twenty nineteen. Unbelievable, unbelievable that we're that far into the season already. My checkbook thinks we're ready to be done, ah, though. You did a great job tonight. <laughs> we'll take third. it. We'll take right. it. Before we get into any of that, we got ourselves an NASCAR driver with us today. Dun da da da. Louis Goss. You might Regi- registered NASCAR. Registered. Driver. He's run a he's two truck races now. Two truck races. So he's been there. All right, let's give him some feedback. We're yeah. on we're on the radio, so nodding your head doesn't work for the people right. listening. Oh, yeah. So I got you. Yes, yeah, he, he was saying yes with his head. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Louis, Louis Goss. I see audio visual, you know, stuff around here and it's mostly just audio. But, no but we part. should mention, okay, so everyone's saying, Okay, you got this Lou Goss guy. Did he, where did he come? He's from Green Bay. Raced Mid-American for a while. Raced at WIR in a late model. Mm-hmm. Correct. So you have the local ties. Obvious question, how did you get into the NASCAR trucks? What did it take? What did you do? What spurred it? What said one day, I'm racing NASCAR? How does that all happen? How does that come about? Well, it probably started, you know, just like any young racer, you would think that that's what you want to do eventually is uh, professional motorsports being NASCAR, right? And uh, last year uh, we had an opportunity, we being <clears throat> my brother and I, to go help out an Xfinity team uh, at Road America. And um, after that I just did some searching and found an application to Brett Bodine. Right? Brett Bodine is like the uh, director of competition in NASCAR. That would have been podcast number 11, Brett Bodine. Oh, yeah. Good good call. Or 26, Quaker State Car. I've got that poster Mm, somewhere. A lot of guys in that car. So um, I actually called him just with a few questions, and 
And, um, I mean, if you're a NASCAR freak like I am, talking to Brett Bodine might as well be talking to number 43, Richard Petty, right? <laughs> you know, <clears throat> you just kind of get hung up on that stuff. And uh, sent the application in, and I was approved. And from then on, I've been trying to make it a goal, not necessarily NASCAR trucks, but that's just kind of how it worked out, uh, conversing with Mike Harmon over the winter, uh, the Xfinity team we helped out last year. And he had a truck for sale back in the spring, and uh, it's been full gun ever since. What's the biggest difference you've seen not only working on it compared to like a late model that we see here on Thursday nights, but also driving it? There's a big weight difference. There's a big horsepower difference. And I think you know this, Andy, already. That was a rhetorical question. <laughs> but potentially for the people listening. Yeah. <laughs> they're super heavy, right? Without me, which is not a whole lot, but without me, it was 3390 across the scales. You find any late model around with the driver in it is somewhere between 2650 <laughs> and 2850, maybe, mm -hmm. something like that. Maybe a mid-am car. Those were 3,000, I think. 3,000 or 32. Like a street stock is 32. Street stock is 32. 3,200. Okay. So they're super heavy. So you have the three-quarter ton truck. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's funny. I never thought about that. We should look into that. Anyway. Uh, and There's then no dually. No. No, go ahead. No. I might not have had that big slide in qualifying <laughs> at Bristol if I had a dually. But big save. Power glide. Yeah, a big save, yeah. So uh, the other thing is, you know, they're super heavy, and there's, you know, like on a late model, basically every bar is adjustable. There's a rod end. You, you loosen up a jam nut, and you can make things do what you want. On these things, they're really an overgrown super stock. Double A-arm up front, slugs to change the suspension angles, you know, stuff like that. Uh, tie rods that look like you could go down to AutoZone and get them. <laughs> no joke, right? And then they got this crazy truck arm thing in the back, which is all just slugs and shims. You know, it's not a third link. or Excuse me, it's not a three link. It's not a four link. It's a truck arm U-bolted uh, <laughs> to the housing and a and a track bar that's it so for one they're super simple and uh two they have big fancy motors in them so that's right. it the other thing i always think is pretty interesting too is the number of safety things that they have compared to what we have locally because again nascar is a sanctioning body we're racing on some bigger tracks so yeah there's i'm getting used to tethers super and picky about this kind of stuff aren't they yep Fortunately, a truck had all that stuff, tethers and whatever, but it didn't have, like, a seat in it, right? So I got a seat for my SP. Turns out NASCAR has, like, a spec seat program. And the belts, for example, this is how NASCAR is picky about stuff. The belts attached to the seat. I don't know if you utilize an all-belts-to-seat no. program. That's what this thing is. You're it, like a little bucket. Yeah, it, the belts don't attach to the frame. They don't attach to roll bars. It's even that stuff has been a crazy learning curve. Yeah, and I think the reason for that, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you see some of the wrecks that like uh, uh, Todd Bodine got in at Daytona, or even Austin Dillon in the Cup Series at Daytona, um, if your belts were mounted to the frame rail or a hoop, and that bends and moves, that's not keeping you safe. So the idea is 
Monet all encompassed where it's like a composite unit all together and you're going wherever your seat's going and you're safely secured as a whole unit. You, the seat, and the belts are all one going together. Does that make sense? That's probably fair to say. Yeah. I, they even have a spec-like mount for the seat. It, it, they, they have it scienced out, right? You're not just, you know, um, local stuff. You just fabricate mount, something. Yeah. yeah, mount the belt belts to the frame, mount the seats to the frame. Okay, good. This stuff is, like, scienced out, right? Depending on wreck type, whatever type of wreck that is, or... You know, God forbid if if I were to stuff that thing in the inside wall at Bristol, I guess I would have tested it out. But uh, yeah, let's not do that. No, no, <laughs> we won't do that. But um, it's definitely some different stuff. That's for sure. Yep. Yeah, it, it's really incredible. You know, the the lengths that NASCAR goes through. Even look at like last week at Bristol, where Tyler Reddick goes through Tech what four times, and then they toss his crew chief out and all that. He ends up starting in the back, wins the race anyway, but. What's what's it like going through one of those technical inspections at NASCAR? I mean, that's just sounds incredible. I know, like at Five Star, some of the stuff that we make, when that stuff goes through tech, it's very, very NASCAR is very specific about what we send out, what gets, you know, they know when drivers mess with it, all those kinds of things. They're incredibly, incredibly tough, aren't they? And uh, yeah, if anybody followed along, like when we went to Iowa. We couldn't even get the truck through tech. It had all the right stuff, but like mounting points for safety things, they were more concerned about, and, and just stuff like that. And um, and now that we've got it figured out, we went to Gateway, we went to Bristol. Now we breeze through tech. It's no big deal. And uh, believe it or not, as even though NASCAR, you know, makes a huge show out of everything, it makes it look very fantastic there's there's a lot of grassroots stuff in it you know they'll they'll help you understand what you got to do and there's teams that will help you they'll get you some equipment if you need it at the track it it's very much at least unless we're talking to a huge team probably but if you're talking to the back half teams they'll help you just like a local series that's cool that that part has been very encouraging (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's good because they've been there before, the Jordan Andersons and other people. They they know where you're trying to go with it and what you're trying to do, and they also know that they need as many trucks as they can, guys getting into the sport. So yep. good to see. So yeah, speaking of car counts, NASCAR is no different than really as far as car counts are concerned, no different than any short track series, local series. Car counts make good shows, right? So if they're going to help you get into a show because they're short on cars, they're going to help you get into a show. Yep. So what's next for you? You know, we were just talking before we started the podcast here. You got a couple more races that you're hoping to make, Martinsville, Phoenix. You got them lined up. Obviously, a little financial help would probably go a long way here. Any race, they're still looking for sponsors. How much more important is that for you at the NASCAR level versus at the short track level? Well, um, okay, as far as moving forward, we were talking about Martinsville, which is like eight weeks out. Phoenix is a week or two after that. That would be our goal for this year for sure, is to get to those races. Uh, we got to figure out a, a motor and a transmission program. We have everything else. We got shock springs, wheels, all the safety stuff. We got everything. 
we got to get a motor and transmission program figured out. Um, so that stuff is sort of tentative. And um, if you talk to certain teams in NASCAR, they're focused on making money, right? And we all want to make money, but we're still at a point with this program that we want to run well and compete. Okay, so we're going to take some time here and get some better equipment, whether it's motors, whether it's gas cans, whether it's pit guns. You know, we you know we can get to the track even with our small little rig. You guys probably saw the picture, which podcast people can't see the picture. <laughs> our tiny little trailer next to some liftgate-type rigs. But um, um, so I've seen those things break. Wausau. Oh, Weird. yeah. yeah. They're, they're yeah. not perfect. Wausau. N- and then Nason's break, so after the <laughs> Two race. Two of them. Yep. yep. <laughs> they're not perfect. We just hook our winch up to ours and just drag it right in, and we can load faster than a big rig. But <laughs> anyway, so then as far as, like, getting sponsors, the NASCAR thing, it gains more interest, but it doesn't seem, at times, it doesn't seem to go much further than that. Now, I've tried to think out of the box lately, and I've joined the Green Bay Chamber of Commerce. Not a bad idea. And I've talked to a few businesses about doing business-to-business deals. You guys know about this stuff already, right? If you can help uh, a trucking company get a a trucking contract with a business, then maybe you can work together and call it sponsorship. I don't know. Very smart. Mm -hmm. So... I've had some ideas float around like that from some other people, not from me, right? Because we're racers and we're not worried about making <laughs> business deals too much. We just want race cars to go fast and handle well and have some fun. But what it's going to take to power this thing is partners from outside the race team, not free help. Free shop help is accepted, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a challenge for anybody, right? It's a challenge for... You, Louie, as a truck racer. You, Handy, as a super late model racer. Me, as a promoter. It's not easy to lock these people in, but I like what you're saying. Scratch your back. Scratch my back. Andy, I think you do a really good job of this, too. You know, you're wearing your Pierce hat right here. You take care of your Siddons Martin group. You take care of Colosso, Darboy Corner Store. Louie, you're talking the right way here. You got to take care of the sponsors. It's not just let me grab that money from you and put put your name on my race car. It doesn't work like that anymore. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure like for you anymore. it's probably overwhelming too because now you're casting such a wider net. The challenges have been some people are super excited about it. I should say people, some potential partners are super excited about it. And Others make the comment that we want to cater more to the local grassroots program, which I totally honor, right? That's awesome. But I try to come back that, like, I'm that guy, right? I mean, we're, we're operating out of local. We have faraway races, but, you know, the the TV time we got has been broadcast on local stuff you right. know uh, if anybody's tracked along since our gateway event I did about probably 10 events with our truck locally so 
sometimes that's kind of hard to get across and 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 they think that the truck deal is out of a financial realm that they can't handle right it's on rea- tv and everything else yeah, so it I, seems yeah. grand and in reality the way we're operating we can probably operate no doubt on a super late model budget to be totally honest for what we're doing right now so but some of that stuff is hard to be convincing with. Now, we do have some partners we're going to meet with next week that maybe we'll draw in more partners, right? Charity-type programs and whatever. And all that stuff is great. And that's what I want to do. That's what I want this thing to be is is an honest marketing program. And we're going to go race, too. So It's awesome. Yeah. So, speaking of sponsors, I got since you. we're on that topic. Yeah. Give us a shout-out to some of your sponsors that have helped you. Obviously, we saw you at the Lake Park Corn Roast last weekend, so yep. there's one of them. Yep, Who Lake Park. That was the second time I had been down there. I took it down there uh, a month before that, maybe, too, just as thanks to Raz. That guy's been super cool. I, I didn't know him before this deal, and he's been awesome. Um, there's a few people who jumped on. Uh, Joe Vertigan had put together an article. You guys probably Remember saw that? in like yep. late April. There was a couple of people that um, saw that article and just jumped on, like, without questions asked, really, um, which is uh, A&A Haulers out of Chatech, Wisconsin. That's, like, north of Chippewa Falls. And Kramer Service Group, which is out of the same area. They do, like, well drilling, directional boring, and geothermal programs. Um, and, yes, you mentioned Lake Park. Victory Sign, right? truck looks pretty cool i think some of the yeah. pictures we received truck looks all right looks like a race vehicle um who else we got on there sean dockery state farm out of oshkosh just a buddy of mine he's helping out uh, webb's custom paint out of oneida wisconsin and um gosh i know i'm gonna forget one uh, van and Hoover electric is on there oh, scott yep yep i was trying to do my darndest to meet up with him and get the truck over to his place or do something with them and from what i've heard that guy is super busy so i i called him three four times and couldn't get it figured out but but if we can in the future that'd be great too yeah just catch a beer with him next thursday in the pits he'll be happy yeah he'll be okay. there for a while miller light okay good <laughs> i'll have to look him up and then uh you know recently my dentist jumped on board which was cool and then um High Machine in Howard, Wisconsin. Buddy of mine was part owner in that place and uh, introduced me to the now current 100% owner. And they've been doing machine work for us. Like I mentioned to you, a lot of on this NASCAR stuff isn't adjustable rod ends, it's slugs. So they machined us a pile of slugs (laughs) so we could have some sort of adjustment on suspension. And even the motor mounts are based on slugs too. So... Those are some of the people that have been helping out right now. Other awesome. than, you know, my family has been awesome. And my dad's 75, but he gives it hell too. And my brother acts like he's annoyed, but he comes along <laughs> to every race and took off a week of work before the Gateway event just to help out. And he loves it too. So Good. we've been having some fun. It, it really has been fun, especially that Bristol event. We got to focus on actually making the truck better and faster you know we didn't have silly stuff going on whatever and he didn't get spun out by the wrecker no no i don't know how that would happen 
80 miles an hour. Yeah. That'll happen. Now, maybe if I had stuffed it in that inside wall, maybe. <laughs> but but we did a good job of hanging on to it, and we made the truck better. And and uh, we've had some good setup people, too. Come on. The truck was over at Mike Butts a couple weeks back. He's been super helpful. And Tom G's been pretty helpful. So you guys know Tom and Mike. And so You heard of Tom G? No. He's like our unofficial boss, right? Ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. <laughs> Tommy Genius when he used to race. G-double-E. <laughs> G is also an ex-co-worker of mine. And he got the Tommy Genius every now and then in the office. So. <laughs> well, Louie, we got to say it, it's great to have you here. We love what you're doing. We wish you the best of luck, and thanks for joining us on the podcast. Like, If anybody wants to get involved, anyone who wants to help you out, wants to get on a NASCAR program, how could they go about that? Well, it's easy. It's just visiting our any of our social media pages, they're all Lou Goss Racing, whether it's Facebook. Even tried the Instagram thing going on lately, Twitter, uh, or they can email me at loujgoss at gmail.com. It's super simple, whatever. And I appreciate this a ton, guys. I've always looked up to guys, not because I'm short, but I've looked up to people like <laughs> Andy Monday. I was working, you know, this is a little side note. I was helping out Jack Pankratz. I remember Jack, yep. day. Podcast 29. 29. That's good. That's Domino's really good. Pizza. Yep. So, uh, you know, Andy was running well then, too, back in the day. And Matt and I have known each other for a long time. We have. This we have isn't the first, like, radio slash video show we've done. Remember at UWGB? Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah, we had Allison Potts interview you. Yeah. Good oh, that's right. That's Alpo. right. You weren't inter- yeah. interviewing me. That's no, right. No, I had to do the producer part. You were producer stuff. I was stuff. cutting cameras that's and right. things. She interviewed you. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. How did that you was, do at the producer part? That was a minute ago. looking for one on this show. I think show, I did okay. We? I think I did okay. It was video, though. It was video. So That was a minute ago. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was some time ago. She told me. Hey, by the way, she told me you have really nice teeth. Oh, I agree. Thank God. That was a big thing. She's like, he has really nice teeth. And that's why our dentist is mm. on the truck. Ding, ding, ding. smiles. Ding, ding, yep. ding. <laughs> thanks, Louie. We All appreciate right. it, bud. Appreciate it, Tom. Thanks, fellas. Yep, great. All right, that's Louie Goss, NASCAR truck driver. All right, so a big thanks, Louie Goss, for joining us here tonight. Obviously, a lot of racing happening. And, uh, wow, third win of the season for Mr. Jesse Audenhoven. Podcast bump. You come on the podcast, it's good luck for you. It's like the reverse of being on the cover of Sports Illustrated or the Madden, or Madden. cover. Yep, exactly. So if you let's come hear, on the podcast, boom. Yeah, let's hear from a victorious Jesse Outenhoven. Jesse Outenhoven, third win of the season. This one comes with a nice trophy, the Rich Summers Memorial. Uh, I, I know Rich is probably not a huge fixture in a lot of the young racers, but uh, certainly you take a look at his career. Uh, I'm sure you know a little bit about it. But what does it mean for you to win this race? Well, I mean, it says it right on the trophy. Is the uh, a three-time Fox River Racing Club champion? You know, back in the day, I know my dad, my uncle, they've been coming to these races since they were young. Um, it, it means a lot. Like I said in my interview tonight, I've been sitting up in those stands since I was four years old. I know the history that's at this racetrack. Uh, the Summers family—they come through every single year for us. Um, you know. They, they, they sponsor this night. They put a good show on for the super late models, and uh, we, we've run good at these at these races too. I mean, uh, 2015, I was second in the uh, Rich Summers Memorial. They're just huge races, and uh, I don't know. I'm sitting here right now looking at that trophy on the top of the car, and it's like, yeah, that's a pretty sweet deal. And it's not just 
a win. It's the third win of the season. You won the red race, too. You picked up some pretty good ones this year. No, absolutely. Um, you know that red race, yeah. <laughs> when you set your goals at the beginning of the year, you want to perform well all season, obviously. Uh, the red, white, and blue series has always just been like a kryptonite for us. Uh, to come out, win that red race, check that box off right away, that was huge. Um, but then, honestly, to pick these two wins up here, and uh, it almost feels like back-to-back weeks because when you win that race two weeks ago, you got to start in the back last week. And uh, trying to come through the field, getting that nice top five, finishing fourth last week was big. But then, honestly, to come out here tonight, and just you can't just expect to have speed every single week. There are only a couple guys that can do that, and that's 34 and 47. So those guys are going to uh, duke it out for the points championship. I'm really happy with where we are right now in the points, third place. And, uh, yeah, we'll take this third win, and uh, we're going to hang our hats on this. This is, a, this is a big time thing for us. I mean, three wins in a season is, is uh, nothing I've ever done before. It's a big time thing. I would say this year, you know, they handled the most improved driver. You know, obviously you've had good seasons before, but really this year you took a major step forward. What does this say about where you might be going with this one team in the future? That's really a good question. Um, you know, the biggest thing is my family's growing right now, so this this full-time season was going to be our last, right? And uh, now we're all starting to get some enjoyment out of it. Um, so, you know, where does, where does this take us? You know, definitely a full-time year next year. We'd love to get a championship, and I can hang my hat on that. And I don't think I need to be out here every single year to try to prove myself. But uh, yeah, I'd love to get, I'd love to get that championship. Is it realistic? I don't know. There's always going to be somebody, you know. You know whether or not uh, if Casey's coming back next year. I know, I know he's got a lot of races uh, under his belt, and he may be looking to do other things. Uh, Maxwell, you know, uh, he's in the same boat. You know, getting married and everything else. These are big time things, and it's a it's a different world now. You know, we don't uh, we're not all cowboy race car drivers, and this is what we live for. I mean, we, we definitely do, and we and I love this, I really do. But we have lives. Max has got a business that he runs. You know, I go to work every day just like anybody else does, and I think that's the coolest part about all this. You know, we can come out here, we can have fun, put on a really good show, and uh, at the end of the day, we're all just you know out here, normal guys, racing against each other. Hopefully, we won't put each other in the wall. All right, you got another week left. Obviously, you'll be here. But, you know, there's a lot of other racing that happens at the end of the year. Are you looking at anything? To me, as someone who likes racing, I see you and I'm like, man, you got the mojo going. You're going to probably want to keep going here in 2019. You don't just want to hang it up right away, right? Yeah, trust me. We'd like to continue doing this. You know, there's a lot of really nice fall races, uh, whether that be the the Tundra race uh, in Plover, and that's coming up here uh, Labor Day weekend. Uh, and we, we'd love to run that race, you know, but like I said, life gets busy. Uh, Marshfield has a nice show up there. We'd like to maybe run the Harvest. You got Oktoberfest. There's a lot of things that we could do, a lot of bucket list things that we want to do. You know, those are all th- th- those are all it right there. But, um, you know, it, it, like I said, it's tough. We want to take a little bit of time off here. I'd like to get up to Golden Sands, whether that be the Tundra race that's coming up in a, in a couple weeks. Or maybe we'll do the harvest. You just don't know. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna pop up here at the end of the year. I don't know exactly what race it's gonna be, but we're gonna make it somewhere other than uh, somewhere else, but other than Kakana. So that's Jesse Al Noman picking up his third one of the season. Congratulations to him. 
great night for him, but you know, a guy who had a really good night tonight is sitting to my left, to your right, Michael Anthony. Great night for you. Oh, thanks. Appreciate Running up front it, and uh, a heat race for the books. You and Andy Monday going toe-to-toe -to -toe right at the line with the I win. told him I lifted right at the line. Mm. This is an early wedding present for him. Good excuse. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> great, great job by you tonight. Well, we tried. We keep working on it week in and week out. Um, obviously, it's a new car for us this year, so we're still learning what it takes to make it where I need it to be, to be competitive. Um, we gained... Probably the last four weeks, each week we've gained a little bit. We're qualifying in the top 14, 13 now, so we just keep trying to plug away at it and hopefully make the dash next week. You know, we talked to Jesse. I talked to Jesse about this a little bit. Maybe I mentioned it to Alex Dump. You start to pick up your groove a little bit late in the season, kind of what I'm seeing out of you a little bit as well. How are you feeling about that? Would you rather see it? Obviously, you'd rather see it all season long, but... Does it feel better maybe to have that streak? Let's say you could have your choice. First three weeks or last three weeks? Does it feel a little bit better to have it at the last three weeks? Get you a little little jacked up for next year instead? Yes and no. Um, obviously, we were hoping for some big things with updating to a different chassis this year. and um, We had some decent runs at the beginning, but we also had a lot of things happen with some uh, failures of parts and some other stuff. So you just kind of go about it and fix the problems and keep going week in and week out um i'm glad that we're being more competitive it was fun running with andy in the heat race i can tell you i looked down at his car the entire straightaway going i got him i got him i got him <laughs> so yeah i didn't come over and measure his transponder maybe i should have measured his transponder what was the final what was the final uh he had, you by, he had you by a nose it was point point two two. Point two two. no point two point two 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 yeah point oh, oh, two so two. it was a little bit yeah and, and yeah. i can confirm that yeah. it was i told him earlier that. i usually don't lose when it's by a nose visually i usually the, have it visually at the line he had John. Uh, yeah he had it <laughs> yeah definitely. checked the overhang then <laughs> oh now we're going there yeah well he would have had to have you about seven or eight okay, inches on okay, the overhang okay. there it okay. was it was significant enough to this blind eye. I know Mark Allen's got a nice video we can all watch. I'm sure watch. he does. I got it too. I wonder if he got the. I like. Did you I like what you said to me after over? the race? Yes, I did. Well, that was wild. That was. We'll wild. get to that later. <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, I talked to Spoilers. Mike after the heat race. He said, "You know, I saw you get into second, and when you caught me, I figured I better just move to the outside because if I give you the outside, it's game over." And I'm like, "Yeah, we've been racing together too long." <laughs> right. He knew, so and it worked for him. Mike and I have a little something in common. We started at WIR the same year. Correct. We started racing super lates 2008. Eight. Yep, 2008. I started announcing there, so that's how I remember how long Michael Anthony's been racing because he started the same year I've started. How's it been? 12 years now. Well, unfortunately. We're getting old. <laughs> yeah, right? Unfortunately, right? being an underfunded team, it just took a little bit to, to get things rolling and... Uh, you know, I made a big jump. I went from racing go-karts to racing super late models, so I didn't get to do a sport truck or a street stock and try to learn the difference. I just, my dad had one laying around and said, here you go, this is what you're driving next. So I jumped in it and started off running the whole first year in the back of everything and try to learn to pass, and then we just keep slowly moving our way forward, you know. Yeah, you know, and another thing, too, you mentioned your dad. Your family has a very long history here at WIR with the Fox River Racing Club. That is correct. 
Uh, I want to say my dad has either owned or crewed on cars for 43 years. Same as my dad, then. Podcast 43. Yeah. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. I think. There we go. So I know he's been, next year will be 30-year anniversary from the 1990 championship year when uh, they moved up from the Sportsman to the Half Mile with J.J. Smith um, for their first super late model car. Other than before that, uh, he had like... uh, Randy Boyk, uh, Rod Wheeler, Mark Anthony, Cliff Ebbin, Jim Anthony, all driving quarter-mile sportsman cars. At one point, they had two racing. So, Always nice-looking cars, always sharp cars, oh, well-prepared. Absolutely, and quite a list there. Quite a list of drivers. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, once they went super late model racing, it was... Uh, you know, J.J. Smith, Rod Wheeler, Dave Watson, uh, Tim Rothy for a year, and then, uh, and then myself. So, sorry, I'm try- I'm trying to steal what your <laughs> fiance just. You're getting married soon. You I should am. mention that too. That's a big deal. Yeah, September 28th. He's got a month to run. Smart guy <laughs> after race season. <laughs> that was the only stipulation. Outside of race season, good call, Andy. When were you married? Uh, New Year's Eve. Way out of race season. Way really, out of race season. It was really a party lasted call. all night long. Really and you know what? Call. The best part was I got credit on my taxes for being married for an entire year. For one but night. I only had to suffer for one day. Oh, <laughs> oh We that, should all that, be that, as Hopefully smart Beth as doesn't watch this. Uh, no, don't worry. She doesn't. My goodness. My goodness. <laughs> I was watching you tonight, Mike, and what I thought was really impressive is your ability to run on the outside. You know, you got caught by a couple of guys. They slid down in the inside. That outside line, underrated at WIR. I know on the restart, that's where you need to be. Correct. During the run of play, it's kind of like, okay, you want to get down to the inside, but if you got the car, you can hang out there. And You were hanging out there tonight. Yeah, unfortunately, with about 12 laps to go, uh, I don't know if we had a tire issue or something. The car just was not in the track anymore it was floating and not getting any grip so he kind of just had to run where you you could make the most speed and it just so happened that that was the top side so just kind of did what i could do and you know made way and i think next week hopefully we have a better run towards the end and can finish in the top five yeah that'd be that'd be great way to finish off the season and um one thing i'll, I'll bring up you know we used to uh kind of worked together a little bit when we uh, both had right foot stuff and I remember you you let me hop in your car one night um, during a practice session and uh, again going back to what we talked about before uh, the 50 car is just always well prepared Um, you know that thing turned well you know I think you guys don't get enough credit uh, for the budget and stuff that you're working on for the piece that you bring out there every week it's something you and your dad should be proud of yeah correct and uh, I mean it's not just my dad and myself it's it's a whole crew effort uh, my spotter Larry MacArthur helps out as much as he can we got Tom Hawkers helping us this year and my cousin Travis Willing and uh, my uncle Jim and cousins Justin and Brad help out when they can they obviously have to deal with uh, Eddie Munster's car and uh, so it's it's a whole team effort and I uh, just love love being able to work with a family aspect of it All right. How far are we from? How far are we away from that first win? It's got to be coming, right? It's uh, got to be coming. I hope so. Um, I thought we We're had a good six run days going. Away next week, baby. And there we go. We got one more. Yeah, week left, I thought we? we had a good run going tonight, and uh, 
you know, I almost got under JVO that one time and had to get on the binders. And then, uh, like I said, with 12 to go, it just she gave up on me, and I just did what I could. So hopefully we can make the right changes and get the car to last longer. I don't know if I – I probably didn't have nothing for – Jesse, but I think if it would have stayed, I probably could have maybe gotten JVO. Yeah. I'll, I'll make a, I'll make a, a announcement. If the 50 car wins next Thursday, your bachelor party just got moved up oh, to boy. next Thursday night. Yeah. Oh Jesus! <laughs> You're sponsored by Sundrop, right? Not anymore, no. Oh, that's too bad. Sandy's drinking one, and <laughs> everybody knows my love for Sundrop. So cherry lemon. The cherry one's the best. <laughs> cherry one's the best out of all. So. I know this is a Fox River Racing Club specific podcast, but one thing I've noticed about your team is you're very focused on WIR. Have you considered venturing out a little bit, maybe trying some new stuff? Like the Tundra series? I would would love to try more stuff. Stop it. (laughs) Unfortunately, it comes down to budget. You know, pretty much our entire sponsorship money goes towards tire bills for Kakana. You know what I mean? If we could get a, a nice decent partner that would help out on some other stuff i'd love to do norway dells marshfield plover and try some different things um you know just it's not there we we were contemplating on doing the midwest tour race um we had the car ready just didn't have the money in the budget to put on six tires for the show and buy four tires for mock qualifying to be and make sure we were competitive did you have to do that andy um, you see, I'm kind of frugal when it comes to that. So we did a mock qualifying run, but we used our two right side pit stop tires, and then I bought a left rear, and then that was my new tire for Thursday night, the, the following week. So I just make it work, yeah, but it's not it what the, the top teams are doing. So I get it. We like to offer this opportunity to any of the guests that come on the podcast, Mike. Uh, just how about some of the sponsors, some of the people that make it possible for you to hit the track every week? Well, first and foremost, I'd like to thank my family because without them, this would not be possible. You know, my mom, my dad, and my soon-to-be fiancé and kids for putting up with all the long hours we put in the shop. Um, I'd like to thank uh, Jeff Hiding Builders, uh, Hank and Karens, Fox City's Towing, uh, Packerland Electric, uh, Lake Park Pub, Instaprint Plus, Darboy Corner Store, Anthony Accounting, Mike's Racing Service, LLC. Uh, I think that's it, but I'm sure I'm missing one or two. <laughs> we didn't talk about that, so let's throw that in there quick. Mike's Racing Service, LLC. Right, this is good stuff. <laughs> so talk talk to us about shocks. How many how many different racers around the state are you doing shocks for, dirt oh, or asphalt? I, it's hard to count. I mean, I do I do a lot of shocks. A couple dozen, more? Oh, and more it's than not, that, yeah. It's not just around the state either. Like You've got clients from outside, right? Correct. Obviously, I used to work at Right Foot, and I made a lot of good friends doing that. And obviously, I still do shocks for Right Foot. Um, so we just we make it work and keep going from there. What's the craziest thing you found in a shock that you've rebuilt? Oh. Like a gopher or anything? No, I'm just like a Like a rivet? Need like a rivet nail or like a penny. Or oh, I found a lot of things. The best is when you that find Dan custom, has under his pillow at night. Custom bleed shims where somebody takes a, a side snips and cuts their own bleed in. Or I've seen guys plug holes with uh, uh, pop rivets, and uh, you'd be surprised what guys put in shocks. It's like, oh, that ain't gonna work. And they pr- still proudly probably have their sticker on the body of the shock saying, "This is my build. This Correct. is what I yes. put in there." 
What about shock fluid? What's the craziest shock fluid you've seen? Oh, I've Water, seen her. beer, Di- Diet Coke, WD-40. I've seen anything from WD-40 to transmission fluid. So, Interesting. Yeah. So next time you see transmission fluid leaked on the track, check the shock. Maybe it's coming from the right front shock. I'm just going to be honest with you. I might do that kind of thing. I don't know anything about shocks. <laughs> they go up and down. Yeah. Make it bouncy. Yeah. Help things like that. Mike, thanks for joining us. Really thanks for having me. Having you. It was fun. Good. Keep it rolling. And best of luck to you. Yeah, thank you. That's Michael Anthony. So again, a big thanks, Michael Anthony, for joining us here on the Rumble Over the Thunder podcast. Uh, tonight, Jesse Yadov and Victorious. Andy, good run for you. Third, JVO finishes second. Uh, good night overall. Ridge Summers Memorial. Good racing. Man, Jesse Yadov, it's really hit on something this year. Really hit on something this yeah, year. Yeah, and he, I think he brought it up last week or the week before that right in the middle of the summer, they ran into some struggles when it was really hot and humid, and now here we are again like it was beginning of June, and the one car's a rocket again. So they just need it to be like less than 70 degrees and low humidity, and they're the best car on the track. So great night for him. Uh, our point leader, Casey Johnson, got up to, I believe, fourth or fifth um, in the end. Maxwell Schultz was right there as well. Kyle Kelmus, I think, was there, and uh, Mike, who we just had on. So, right. good run. And Alex Stump, again, Man. Uh, great run for him. Fast time. Yes. And then on the white flag lap, a little altercation that I really wanted that run. Yeah, bad finish for him, unfortunately. Or We're going to see a little bit. I think they might have changed the finishing order of this. We're going to find out here. You folks will know by the time this podcast is posted, most likely. Yeah, next Wednesday. Hey, I, I, there's some things going Dan. on, <laughs> but You'll find let's, out later. let's talk about Alex Stump here. Thirds and fourths over the last four weeks. Fast time for the first time tonight. That 66 has found something here in the second half of the season. Great for him. 19-2-9-6 yeah, on a two-tire uh, show tonight. Exactly. That's flying. I got a text right away from Johnny D. Hey, is that my old car? I'm like, well, he has the red one here. Oh, yeah, that's my old car, he says. He was all proud. Right. <laughs> yeah, Alex is uh, certainly picking up some speed here in the latter portions of the season. Should also mention the point battle. Uh, it was neat to see at the end of the race Maxwell going side-by-side side with Casey Johnson. Really what was important for Casey and I was just to maintain. He had the 30-point lead. Maxwell qualified him by two spots. Casey, I think, got it back in the dash. And then beat him out in the feature by a spot. That's going to give him... He'll probably be about at that 30-point lead again going into next week, and that is a lot to make up in a night. It is. I think from first to last is actually 31 points from first to 20th in a feature. So more or less, if that gap continues to say the same, uh, Casey would just have to start the feature next week to Mm. kind of secure it. And I believe it's a similar story once we get to the late models as well. Yeah, and, and same deal for him in the Tundra Series. All he has to do is start, you know, model consistency. Fast car all season long, working hard. So let's talk about the late models. Let's do it. Brazen Bennett picks up the win tonight. Fast time. Unfortunately, we didn't 20. catch him for one? the interview. Yeah. That's hauling the mail, too. Very fast. How many super They're lights did he out-qualify tonight? Couple of them. That up. Couple of, uh, Not you, Dan. I got it. Yeah, Andy's got it. Man, I'm not I good got for accused, anything, am I? I got accused by Dave Morrison that everybody else looks up my stats for me. So now I don't look do up myself. anything, so you can't blame me. I mean, what's the engineer for other than, I, you I'm know? Just, I'm just going to call it right now. Two I'll, super leads. I'm going to call it right now. I am listening to this podcast. 
walking the Lake Geneva Trail along the lake, looking at the uh, $4 billion houses next. The Wrigley family owns a damn house really? on the Lake Geneva Trail. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I'm going to be listening to this. Calling it now. Perfect. But that gives us plenty of time to research where Brazen Bennett was in the whole deal. Fast. Just fast. I think he did he did he pretty much lock it up tonight? He was twenty three ahead. Gained, gained I think and it's gonna be about thirty, so about the same yeah. as Casey going into next week where gets qualified into the show, mm. run the dash, stay out of trouble, and uh start the feature. And unfortunately the problem for Brian is there probably just aren't enough cars to make up that first to last gap. Yeah, if there's only twelve cars, you're talking a twenty point first right. to last type of deal there, so it was a great race. Take the top five, throw a blanket over him. Mike King led a lot of the race. Eddie Monster was up there. Brazen got Van up Wyken. there. Brian was up there. Mike Meyer offer. Nate Van Wyken. Uh, he and Eddie Munster kind of shaking each other up at the line for a second at the end. Uh, a lot of fun to watch. They've been putting on a good show all year. Brett Wenzel, was he up there as well? He, had to, he won last week. Right. So he had to start in the back, but he's always up there in the mix as well. And Didn't he also go through the grass? He did. This might be a little soggy down there. We had a yeah. little rain shower before yeah. the night started. Big rain shower before the night started. Rachel Meyerhofer made her debut. Yeah, good on her. Mile. She did well. Good to see. Yeah, she she spun in qualifying and still wound up with a 21. 20.1. Yeah. 21.1. 21. And, and, yep. and I believe that's an old Stumpf car? I'm guessing. That was the Kelsey Hayes quarter mile late model car. So I don't know where it was before Makes that. Sense. So tiny little thing. She qualified exactly one second slower than Brayson did. Exactly. Brayson qualified at a 20.188. She qualified at a 21.188. Nice. So for her first time out there. She's right there. That's pretty good. Right. Not an easy thing to do either. And and to my recollection, maybe third time on the half mile because she raced her super stock when we ran the Tundra cars on the half mile a couple Correct. of times. Correct. So maybe like third time out there. Yeah. Takes a little bit of doing, you know? Yeah, and I, obviously she's got some good people in her corner too that give her some pointers, uh, big brother and dad and everybody else helping on the team. So should be fun to watch. Maybe get, get, some, get her feet wet for next year. Yeah, that'd be great to see, right? Both Meyerhoffers full-time in the late models. Hmm? Let's get Andrew Meyerhofer in there too. We'll get three of them. Perfect. I'm I'm all Done. for it. Dunzo. The more the merrier, right? <laughs> Super stocks, I think. Dill da thrill. Dill the thrill. Three out of four. Wildest thing of the night, though. Yeah. Josh Miller goes off under the grass, and usually, you know, I've seen you do this, Andy, in that quarter mile late model. You go off on the grass when it's dusty, it's dry. You can just kind of get back on there, and it's not a big deal. When it's wet. It's a big deal. He spins out, and he's spinning, and then all of a sudden that thing becomes very top-heavy and flips onto the lid. No bueno. Comes back out for the feature, though, and has a fourth, I think, fourth or third. Yeah, it sounds about right. That was wild. Cosmetic damage only, no, nothing to the suspension. Fire her up and go. Well, here's my thing. I thought... Wait, there's a thing? When the engine turns over... Yes. That's not a good thing. It depends if you have it shut off because, because what, the oil is going to run to the right. top and not in the bottom end. So if the engine was still running uh, upside down, 
which we see a lot at my work, obviously, with auto insurance claims. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it loses all of its fluid, and then you end up with an engine issue on the bottom end. Fourth. Fourth. Is it also not a thing, maybe, I, I don't know, I might recall this differently, but isn't it also a bad thing to have the gas flowing through the carburetor the wrong way? Um, yes, but I'm trying to think if that would actually work that way or if the the float bowl like would just fill up yeah, and just be done. Yeah, but like you said, if it shut off, nothing's yeah. really going through. Now, here's yeah. the other thing. It didn't flip fully over on its lid, and it flipped over on its right side. Those motors, are, aren't they meant for all of the oil to go over to the right side? Oh, they're used to it from they're turning used to level. It. Exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. So, I mean... There's baffling in the oil pan and such. Realistically... Yeah. It probably it's not something do you want to do every week. Yeah, you don't want to tempt fate, right? Gonna, yeah, you don't want to tempt fate. But right. I don't know. I thought it was interesting because I thought, you know, we see the sport trucks, right? They'll flip over, fire it up, and keep going, but a little different. A little, little different, different with eight-cylinder yeah. cars. Two-cycle engine. Yeah. Their oils with the gas. A little yeah. different. Heck of a point battle they got going on. It's all the team guys. Hauser, yeah, Sankowski, Meyerhofer, Meyerhofer, and Meyerhofer, Miller. So the question it's is, come down to last week. who's driving the car the final week of these oh teams? Do we know? Don't ask the announcer because I won't figure it out for a while. I'm guessing it it's going to be Sankowski. Sankowski, right? I think so. I think Hauser's done. Yeah. I would guess Dave Meyerhofer in the 26 next week. Maybe Rachel back. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. We don't know. Dun, we'll find out. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Speaking of championship titles, locked up. Kyle Quella, no question. What a year for the O2. Didn't get the win tonight. Bobby Watts here did. Good on him. First win of the year. First win of the year. Not first one ever, though. Nope. Good win for him. Kyle Quella just doing what he had to do. Finished second. Held off Kylie Vandermoss. Good race there. Took care of business. He asked me if I could bring that uh, reclining cot thing from two years ago for next week. I think he has plans for the... So you appreciation night. Yes, I think that's the plan. But great year for him. Uh, I know Joe Verdigan had a big article on Kyle this week in the Post Crescent. Very well written, um, as always, that Joe does. And the uh, O2 team is popping the champagne already, heading into next week. Yeah, I mean, I caught their uh, their celebration, a little bit of it, the very tail end, because I didn't really realize what he was doing. It's uh, Kyle. As, I mean, yeah, it's Kyle. But I caught it at the tail end of my video. Uh, I was I always zoom in on the uh, the winner of the race as Lauren's doing his interview. Well, I didn't realize what Kyle was doing at the time, so I didn't really zoom out to catch that and the interview. But I caught like the last couple loops that he did as he was doing the uh, donuts over the start finish line <laughs> on the half mile. The donuts. Yeah, the donuts. The donuts with the little donut tires. Yeah, right. Compared to yours. And that truck's for sale. Did you see that? Yes, I did see that. It's posted for sale on Facebook. I want to say now like 6500 I don't know. I think he's just building another no, one I or mean, has what, another one. What would, uh, what would happen if he sells that truck tomorrow? Well, that's what I was like. Whoever's second in points should have bought it today. Right? Just put like, them out. I mean, I don't think I don't think it was actually for sale until the season was over. Uh, yeah. But he wanted to get it out there now yeah. so you get the tire kickers and I mean, uh, get through the riffraff. Who, who knows? Maybe he does have another truck just kind of sitting in I think 40. they have a few that they've been wanting to <laughs> finish or get out there. So now this is the final. Okay. This one's going to be worth the maximum right now with all these wins and another championship. 
Let's yep. pedal that one, and uh, we'll get one of these other ones out. And, and I mean, it's the same work. thing as, like, uh, who was that? John Razor? Yep. Um, him, uh, Brett Van Horn. This is a super, super dominant truck that if we go back, uh, you know, a couple podcasts ago, it's being scaled in the trailer <laughs> bathroom with scale? bathroom scales. My bathroom scale says one at a time, please. I don't know if, what kind of ones they're using. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> but My no, bathroom scales follow? say tilt. Tilt. <laughs> like a pinball machine. Eh, tilt, tilt, tilt. What do we got left? Four bangers and figure eights. Larry and Larry. Larry yeah. and Larry. The Larry Show. Belanger. Belanger in one. Gettner and in two. Gettner in two. Lindsey Rietfeld, shout out. Leading a little bit there in the second one in that seven car. Didn't even know she was racing until they started driving to the racetrack today. Surprise. Hey, you're racing. Did you bring your fire suit and a clean pair of undies? Because you're <laughs> driving tonight. And a helmet. Yeah, that would be that would be helpful. Minor details. <laughs> Minor, yeah. Minor, but uh, good job by her. Great job by Larry getting her fast. Uh, the '09's got that thing locked up, baby and baby. That's why I was just gonna ask. Evan I figured that Emery. was gonna be a, mm-hmm. a done deal there. Yeah. So great season for them. Just gotta say this all season long. Love what the four cylinders have brought to the table. They've raced clean, they've raced hard, they've raced three wide, four wide, different winners in each race every week, not a lot of repeat winners as far as guys winning two or three on the year. Great class, a lot of fun to watch all throughout the year. Yes, and, and I think the cool thing about this group is uh, they went through a little bit of heartache to start the year in the February, March, April meetings. There was a lot of back and forth with rules and packages and what was going to be allowed and what the officers wanted was different than what the drivers wanted and everything got ironed out through thick and thin and they're putting on a great show week in week out it just it took a little while to get through all that stuff and now in hindsight you can look back and say dan thompson all your heartaches and phone calls everything you did it was worth it because it's working excellent competitive balance excellent competitive balance and that's what you want out of any division And, and that's what they've got so by the way, I'm hoping a lot of those WIR guys come to Plover on Labor Day. Just saying. Now, now I'm going to ask the question. We were talking about the dominance of... Um, Quella? Quella. Just a couple minutes ago. Okay. Who's gotten the most fast times in Sizzling Fours? Scott Wolf had three. Is that the most? I feel like that's the most. Heather Wolfgram had at least two. Gintner had one. 35 car had a few. 35 like car not there today. No, I feel like they only I feel like they only had yeah. two or maybe three. I mean, there's pretty parity, even. Not pretty even, even yeah. not even just in the races, but with the cars themselves. Especially when you kind of compare it to some of the other divisions, right? Super late models, Casey's been fast time six times, I think, this year. Racing set eight fast times this year. Bernhagen um, last year was like nine. Bernhagen, ten. yeah. When you look at the group, yeah, you're right, Dan. Just kind of a, a deal where you don't really know who's going to set fast time. Quella sets fast time nearly every week in the sport trucks, but, you know, we've seen a couple. Taylor Ron, Jason Van Handel jumped in a little bit. So, uh, yeah, good point by you, Dan. It's not seeing a lot of multiple fast timers out there yeah, in the four-cylinders. So it, it really is competitively balanced well. Thank you. 
You're welcome. Maybe that's the first. It took me 43 podcasts. You finally did something right. productive. I finally did something right. About time. <laughs> All right. Did you guys know? Did you guys talk? This about is where you put your drink down and yep. say that's it for me. Did you guys talk about the sport mods yet? No. Nope. No, I forgot. Kevin Bethke, not only two for two this year, but now three in a row because he won the August race last year. He too. did. Yep. Yeah. Now he doesn't have that quite locked up yet. I don't think because they still have the Norway. Right. But for WIR. Yeah. He's got that locked so up. So what we've seen basically with sport mods is Brock Saunders, Jeff Steenburgen, and Kevin Bethke. Jeff Steenburgen's car was back. Was it? Is it Steenburgen or Bergen? Bergen. Bergen. Okay. As far as I know. All right. I'm wrong. As far as I was we'll ever We'll talk told. about him in Podcast 62. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Steenburgen. <laughs> uh, Jay Carpenter. Sport mod. Basically ripped, basically ripped the 62 off and put the 53 on. Perfect. Yep. Kind of getting the hang of it a little bit. We could see that. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. You go from a super late model to a dirt sport mod. That's going to take you some time to get used to. Then you take that dirt sport mod and bring it on asphalt. That's going to take some time to get used to. And late in the race, he did all right. You know? Third? Third. Yep, third. ended up third. Behind Sawyer Hayes. Finished second. He's been really good as well. But, uh, man, this Kevin Bethke's got this thing figured out, I think. Yeah, really strong. Yeah. Really you know, strong. I, I would have liked to have seen what would have happened if Brock Saunders could have not, finished. Yeah, not gotten in the war of attrition. That's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Kevin Bethke, by the way, Scott Owen, who announces that Sean O, gave him the best nickname pretty much ever. The Bear Slayer. Oh, yeah. 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 Do, you, do you know the story behind this? No. Let's hear it. Do we have time to hear it? I, I yep. think it's pretty obvious. He hit a bear with his car. Not his race car. <laughs> street car. I mean, yeah. yeah. Slayed it. Wow. But, uh, yeah. Probably totaled it. Most likely. But uh, yeah. I'd, I'd, also totaled the bear, apparently. <laughs> I Don mean, I'd call Smoked that a win. It. It's about three or four years ago, I think. I'd call that a win. That's that's a great nickname, the Bear Slayer. <laughs> but that's, if anybody's wondering, that's where it comes from. But uh, last but not least, obviously, Rocky Eights. Yeah, Rockstar Russ didn't win tonight. Otherwise, you would have heard it by now. Oh, Jim Bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. And other words <laughs> that need to be edited out. But uh, he he did finish second. Second, second behind second. Craig Krieger almost got him. Yeah. He was trying to. Yeah. Craig Van de Wettering ends up winning. Never and heard that guy win before. Right, yeah. That's a first win for him. <laughs> when did that ever happen before? <laughs> uh, interesting race. We had some X action. We had Mike Meyerhofer getting in a little bit of a scuffle. Craig Krieger's now close for the point battle. Five points back. Wow. Ten, I think. I was I was told five. Okay. Either way, time. that's close. Yeah. For the final night. Yeah. That, that's insane. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, so that, am I. Is that the best point battle we've got left? I feel like it is. Maybe Super Stocks. Mm, yeah. Super, Super, Super Stocks is going to be gonna King. Be Figure eight's going to be second. Yeah. yeah. Those are the two classes I think we're watching out for. Yeah. I mean, there were probably the last half of the race. I just zoomed my camera all the way out, and I just focused on Just watch the action. Just watch yeah, the action. It, it was getting even, so close. Like, the last so lap close. I watched, uh, you know, the leaders... But five well, Rockstar, Rockstar Russ was maybe a full straightaway behind. He caught up. 
Yeah. Same thing with Craig. Yeah, Krieger. well, Krieger. T- together they did. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and we've been talking about this for a few weeks on the podcast. That'll be interesting now come next week is what do we have for extra cars getting ready for the Eve? And how do they factor into a championship battle? we've talked about what battle. happens when extra cars roll into the top five and they start space. Yes. They put space between this car and that car. Yes, That's, exactly. We saw that tonight in the Super Lates to a very small, not to a very small extent, but to an extent where Gabe Summers goes in between Casey Johnson and Maxwell Schultz. That could have made a difference. That could have made a difference tonight. We can see that next week. And even in the late models, he had Meyer Hoffer get between Brazen and Bryant. Yeah, exactly. Add more points. All makes a little bit of a difference. So that kind of takes us to where we're going next week. Valley Liquor Fan Appreciation Night. Round out the season. We'll crown some champions. We'll have a good old time. Most of us probably won't work the next day. I don't. Nope. I take that one off. So, uh, I was smart. It's been a fun season. Our, uh, we probably won't podcast right away either. No. So we, no. should, we, we should, could do one at like three thirty from should the track. That. Yeah. Maybe it could be Bring a Facebook stuff. live. Bring your stuff. And let's do a fa- let's do a Facebook live at Ooh, four boy. in the morning. I've never done a Facebook live on the final Thursday night. I have no idea what you're talking Gee, about. Gee, yeah. Mm. Weird. Wow. <laughs> no, never. Fan appreciation night. It's going to be a good free time. beer, free corn after the race. Yeah. Full racing. Yeah. Hey, what do you know? We get free food right before we start drinking. And it's corn. It is corn. Doesn't absorb as well. Eh. It's still start time. Yeah. But looking forward to it though. Yeah. It's always a good send off. Always a great time. It's it's very bittersweet, right? It's a fun night, but it's it stinks because it's the last night, but we always have a good time. So. Looking forward to it, but also not looking forward exactly. to it kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. But we appreciate having you all on board. Fox River Racing Club. Find us on Facebook. FRC.us is the website. If you want more information, you want to see those point standings before we get into the last night of the year. Andy Monday, Dan Strong. Another good year of podcasting. Good job, guys. We'll podcast not too long after the last night. Maybe a week or so, but we'll get there. Yeah. But uh well, Matt, actually, I appreciate you fo- making the time. I know you don't live local anymore. Not anymore. It creates a challenge, yeah. but fitting this in is much appreciated. I'm crashing in the area tonight, though, so it's all good. Before we end the podcast, um, there may not be an October podcast. You, you know how we usually do one a month right. during uh, during the off season. Unless we all do one from Oktoberfest. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, <laughs> I'll be there. I, I have Live a, uh, from the Pink Flamingo, it's yeah. Matt, Andy, and Dan. <laughs> That's about Dude, what it would no, sound like. Uh, Is that when Jimmy Cutcus was DJ last year? It would, it would not sound good. <laughs> there, there may be a wedding in October. Maybe. Plus we're getting married till July. Uh, there, there's been some change in plans. That escalated quickly. It, it escalated very quickly, and there, there's a reason for it. Andy, did I'm you not, get? Andy, did you get an invite yet? Yes. For the October wedding? Yes. Check your Facebook account. Okay. I'll, I'll explain after the podcast. Event page. I'm getting a little ornery. I haven't got my invite yet. Oh, you better get your tux, too, because you're standing up. I can't stand anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, apparently we got a few things to talk about. We're going to do it off the podcast. We thank you for joining us. FRC.US, Fox River Race Club on the Facebook Andy Monday, Dan Strong, thank you very much. Thanks to all of you. We'll see you for the final Thursday night, 6.30 start time. Until then, stay out of trouble.